one, there's a pandemic going on, and it means that a lot of people aren't in the office. So we're just going to chat with whoever happens to stop by the porch. I hope that's okay with you. If you haven't stopped by before, you can find the rest of our conversations at pointerreal.com slash porch. I'm Lauren Jewell, and let's get started. Welcome to the Front Porch with Lauren Jewell. Today we have our good friend and one of our award-winning developers, Silesh Kumar. Um, Silesh, welcome to the Front Porch. Thank you, Lauren. Um, great. So let's get started with some basic information about you. Who are you? Where are you from? And what's it you develop here at Pointer Rental? Uh, like I said, I'm Silesh Kumar. I'm from Houston, uh, but I'm originally from um, Chennai City in India, um, specifically Kodambakam area. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I'm a developer helping with uh, the Launchpad team of a rental elite. Mm-hmm. So I add features to Launchpad. Um, and also I provide uh, DevOps support uh, related to automated builds, releases, testing, uh, and deployments. Okay, cool. And is, is Chennai in um, northern India or, or southern India? It's south. It's like Texas. It's in the state of Tamil Nadu, which is uh, the southmost state of the country. Okay, gotcha. So you are from the Texas version of India. Are there cowboys there as well, like we kind of sort of have here in Texas? Uh, no, not really, but there are a lot of temples, a lot of Hindu oh, temples in okay. Tamil Nadu. So. Very cool, very and cool. And it's got a long coastline, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of beaches. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Is it, or is it very common for you to, um, I'll say, like vacation there to go to the beach, or is it just like you just go to the beach because it's there? Like, I'm... What is what's the cultural norm for going to the beach? Uh, yeah, it's basically like you said. Um, uh, there's the beach, so people go hang out there mm-hmm. in the evenings. But there's another beach in India called Goa, which is the most um, foreigners attracted tourist spot. Right. Okay. So, so gotcha. people from across the world go there. Okay. Is it just because that's what y'all have designated as like this is where we're going to send the tourists, or is it um, just so beautiful everyone wants to go to that beach? Yes, naturally? it is. It is. It's a lot mm. beautiful. So mm. and then people take more um, care, I guess, the government there. Sure. But I don't know. But that's where every every people from every other country just go there too. Okay. Yep. Well, very cool. I picture you as a beach guy. Do you go uh, surfing or what do you do at the beach? Uh, so my experience with beach is, um, going there for a morning jog. Hmm. So that's, that's Wait, been... and the sand? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what they, like, threatened us with in the Marine Corps, is, like, you'd have to run by the beach in the wet sand. You apparently do it for fun? Uh, wet sand is a lot tough, but it gives you a lot of stamina. But, um, loose sand is a lot more fun when your feet sinks in, sinks in like, two or three inches into the sand when you're running. So I, I enjoy it a lot. I would think that would make it more difficult if you don't have like a firm planting of your foot when you're trying to run. But if you're you're saying if, it, if your feet sink into the sand some, yeah. that's I, fun. Yes, because I feel I feel all the all the bone cracks coming off automatically. It's like a acu, acupuncture, acupressure type of thing. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. So you're not like running on bones. That you're cracking. Okay, okay, yes. Whoa. <laughs> Beaches um, in uh, southern India sound a little different than Texas, but 
it's it's still like is it white sand beaches like you sometimes have in, find in Florida or your no, typical it's normal like sand. brown normal sand? Okay. Yep, yeah. Gotcha. And and if it's since it's mostly sunny up there, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's it's really uh, loose sand most of the day. Mm-hmm. But if it rains, it's wet sand. Right. So you get a bit mm-hmm. of both. So you try to go for a run before it starts raining. So no, you don't have the wet sand. No, before it's because you usually when it rains, mm-hmm. it rains heavily. So either you go to the beach or you don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yep. Well, very cool. Um, well, let's let's do an introductory challenge. Um, if you would mind, please listing all of the vegetables that you know off the top of your head. Okay. Um, onions, shallots, uh, garlic, ginger, uh, carrots. Radish, bacon, uh, cauliflower, broccoli, um, uh, peanuts, uh, corn, uh, cabbage, lettuce, celery, mint, parsley, rhubarb, asparagus, um, spinach, kale, and beetroot, turnip, and... I feel like it. some of these might count as other things, but I'm going to have to check it out on Wikipedia later. Yeah, green, <laughs> green leafy vegetables uh-huh. uh, is what all those, what, have, what comes under mint and curly leaves and all that. Right, uh-huh. And then I omitted out all bell peppers and pepper-related stuff because they all technically are classified under fruit. You cannot hmm. say tomato as a vegetable because it's a fruit. Right. Olives, fruit, and all pepper stuff, cayenne pepper, ghost pepper, bell pepper, they're all fruit. So, why do you know so much about this? Uh, because I like cooking and and mostly vegetarian. So right. it's I I did not cook when I was back in India. So it's when I moved here I learned cooking. Mm-hmm. So I would just call my mom, ask uh, ask mom, the what recipe. Do I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ask the recipe and uh, go research on YouTube and come up with my own version of yeah. what I like. Very cool. I had no idea that ghost peppers were considered fruits. Is it because of like the seed placement? Yes. So if the if the the vegetable has a lot of seeds in it, right. it's it's mostly comes under berry or fruit. Mm-hmm. So, huh? Interesting. Well, I think that might be a fruit that I probably will not consume anytime soon. Yes. Jalapeno is yeah. a fruit. <laughs> Sounds like the worst fruit smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> This is not refreshing at all. Wow. Well, I don't know. You might start tearing up and then, you know, your skin is moisturized with your tears. <laughs> Anywho, um, I, I think you've passed the challenge, so we can move on to the other questions now. Okay. So, yeah, let's dive into some questions about your career. So, um, starting from the beginning, what did you want to do when you grew up? Um, plan A, become a doctor. Mm. Plan B, software developer. Plan C, uh, automotive or automobile engineer. Okay. So um, to become a doctor, you have to have really high scores in your uh, 12th grade exam. Mm-hmm. So you have to be like top 200 in the state. So aim right. for the sky, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's how I set my goals. And eventually I ended up becoming a software developer. Okay, gotcha. Was there a particular kind of doctor that you wanted to be? Um, uh, nothing really, because uh, since it's since the target is so high, sure. let's get there first, and then we'll think about it later. Yeah, okay. So if it doesn't work out here at Point of Frontal, then automotive tech, right? 
Or would you try to find another developer job? Or would you just say definitely no, another I just have one developer job? job. Yeah. Oh. So um, after your twelfth grade exams, is that when you decided, okay, let's not work towards being a doctor and let's go on the software developer path, or did you start um, your university time going towards medical school and, and as that path? No, I um, got into electronics and communication engineering, mm-hmm. which um, was like hot cake kind of course. Like anybody from my class, they were like, if you can't become a doctor, then go for electronics mm-hmm. and communication engineering because that requires a higher uh, score as well. Sure. So, and once you um, uh, are an electronics or an electrical engineer, mm-hmm. you can always go do other programming related courses and go into computer science. So you have a lot of options from there. Okay. So, so you started on the electrical engineering path and then you were able to get into software developing? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. And uh, the university that I got into for my bachelor's for the uh, electronics and communication, the whole curriculum was designed to enter ISRO, which is the Indian Space Agency. So they have okay. an exam. So the whole curriculum was tailored to that. Mm. And that, that curriculum uh, really helped to improve all the analytical skills, which uh, computer science also required. Hmm. So were you wanting to go towards the... Um, were you wanting to be an astronaut? Um, Did that ever cross your mind, or you were just like, no. "No, okay, let's let's do software developing." Yeah, okay. let's let's do the engineering at hand first, mm-hmm. and then just successfully get out of college, and then <laughs> think about <Yeah>. anything. <laughs> yeah, and and by the end of um, third year or the beginning of fourth year, uh, I got hired into the software company. Mm-hmm. So before uh, even I completed my degree, I had a job at hand. So. Mm-hmm. I just had to complete my degree, and I eventually got my joining date. Just started working right after college. Mm-hmm. Were you working here at Pointer Rail right after college or at a different company? Uh, this was in India, so after oh, okay. bachelor's. Uh-huh. So um, uh, once I started working there, then I was really interested into computers and stuff. And mm-hmm. then I wanted to go do my master's and. Um, that's how I came to the U.S. After I started applying to all the universities with my GRE exam, mm-hmm. and I was eventually down to um, either go to University of Houston, Clear Lake in Texas, mm-hmm. or go to Monash University in Australia, Melbourne. So oh. since Monash is like a Ivy League type of university, mm-hmm. also came with a super expensive tuition fee. Sure, yeah. So... Uh, Houston uh, University, on the other hand, gave me a scholarship that that gave waived off fifty percent of my tuition fee. So that was the deal breaker. So, okay, there you so, go. Yeah, so I came to so I decided to go to U.S. But apart from that, I had a ton of other reasons too. And two of my favorites are um, go to the U.S. So keeping in mind before I go into the reasons, keeping in mind that I had no clue about how America was like six years ago. And sure. all the idea that I had about America was from the movies. Okay. So from movies, I, whenever you see a, a police vehicle, it'll be parked right next to a donut shop. So, <laughs> okay. so I was like, I should really go taste donuts if I go to the U.S. Yes. And then, and then the next was um, Death Race movie, Jason Statham, Ford Mustang, I wanted to see one for real. So those days, 
um, before a couple of years ago in the Indian auto market, there was no Ford Mustang. It was a special order, special import Mm -hmm. type of car. So it's really rare to see a Ford Mustang in India. Right. So I wanted to go see for real. Okay. Wow. So did you get to do that um, in like your first six months of being in America? You had your first donut and saw a Ford Mustang or how did that kind of pan out? Uh, donuts, um, it was right, it was, Dunkin' Donuts was close to my apartment, and Ford Mustang, the day I stepped foot here in the U.S., coming out of the airport, I saw a Mustang. That's great! Okay, so you were like, all right, done, done. Yep. We're glad we could live up to the stereotypes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, okay. Well, very cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you've made it all the way over here. When you want a refreshing software experience with no calories, no sugar, and no preservatives, try Point of Rental Software. It's good for your business, and it always leaves a great taste in your mouth. Point of Rental. So what was it like moving halfway across the world for school? It was a really nice experience. The only toughest thing was uh, mode of payments, for example, especially for... um, leasing you know, leasing a an apartment mm-hmm. and and all the fee that's associated with it at least now during the covid crisis everything's being made online so there was there would be no issue now but 5 years back it it was not the case at least with the apartment that i wanted to go um uh, lease did you once you got your apartment secured did you go to like the ford mustang dealership and you're like i've got to get me a ford mustang or um, how did that kind of pan out for you? <laughs> so to me, um, let's let's complete the degree first. Let's sure. go to, let's let's go to a job. Yep. Make a lot of money, mm-hmm. and then get, think about Mustang. Right. So so I have I had a series of steps laid out in front of me. Hmm. So I was just going one by one. Sure. Okay. Yep. That sounds very reasonable and level-headed. Who kind of helped you navigate um, to the new country? I. It's mostly Facebook related. Um, I got into the university, mm-hmm. and then I started searching on Facebook. Um, there is this Indian Student Association page for the university, cool. and that's how um, people who get admitted, they kind of coordinate between the people in the page, and some random guy who gets admitted goes goes off and creates a page, mm-hmm. says, you know, UHCL, Fall 2015, Computer Information right. Systems kind of Facebook group mm-hmm. page, and then we all um, um, go and ask for an invite, get to that page and get to know people. Mm-hmm. And so even before we even enter U.S., we know who is going to be where, what what major and, sure. and, and everything and where they are from. And that's how we um, find roommates. Mm-hmm. And then we bunch up and we, we uh, go reserve an apartment. And so when I was in the process, I found my friend who um, – who used to sit right next to me in my 11th grade. So we... Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> we um, uh, graduated from 12th grade, went to the same university, he did computer science, I did electronics. We got hired and placed in the same company. Oh and then and then we worked for a U.S.-based client. I worked for a U.S.-based um, insurance company and him for a bank. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Spring 2015, he went to the same university, and fall 2015, I saw him on the Facebook page being in the same university, and then like, hey, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. And then, and then I uh, asked him to go pay off the rent. Um, I sent him money, and he paid it off here, the leasing office, and they, they, they only took um, 
either money orders or money from a bank account online transfer. Mm-hmm. So uh, it all kind of worked out. And then the apartment that we blocked and reserved mm-hmm. was in the same block in the same community where he was staying. We could literally say hi from our balconies. <laughs> so we were we were close. And then it was like evening 8.30 when uh, I got out of the airport after clearing customs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I stayed in his uh, room for that night. The next day, went to the leasing office, got the keys, and moved in. Wow. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, we're pretty much, like, destined to be friends, like, even if you didn't really want to. It's like, okay, well, 11th grade to to yeah. uh, schooling, we're related, and then even to into America and waving across yep. the hall to each other. That's pretty cool. So, why software development? My dad, he was a software developer hmm. of the 80s. So, uh Maybe like seeing him and he would used to teach me all this visual basic and programming stuff when I was in sixth grade. I've seen him um, with big books of programming languages uh, in the in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I, I, I felt pretty confident that it's no big deal programming. So if I mm-hmm. if I put my um, focus and, and effort into it, it should be OK. Yeah. Yep. Well, it sounds like you've done pretty good so far. How'd you end up here at Pointer Rental? complete my master's and uh, job hunting and like every other company I applied for point of fund as well mm-hmm. attended the interview uh, cleared it and got hired but were you applying everywhere or just within Texas just within Texas I wanted to live in Texas and I have no intention of moving out of Texas for really? any reason why do you love Texas so much maybe because of the same weather where so, I'm from sure yeah and it's just nice you're used to it yeah and then it's all big and and um i like pickup trucks and i got and mm-hmm. i so i had an opportunity to visit other states when i was doing my bachelor's and i kind of like texas and and plus in houston i liked that place a lot so mm-hmm. i did not um uh, want to leave texas hmm. so at least so i can go visit houston whenever i want to there you go <laughs> I think it's surprising. I have not met a lot of people tend to rag on the city of Houston. Um, and so it's it's refreshing to hear someone say, I actually do like Houston. I, I like the weather. I, I like the, the people that I met there. So I, I appreciate that. Aside from your people and your inventory, your data is the most important thing to your business. And when disaster strikes, there may not be enough time to protect it. That's why we recommend backing up your data with off-site cloud-based backup services. When disaster hits, whether it's a storm, fire, or an angry ex, you'll be back up and running in no time instead of spending months trying to restore your lost data. Contact Point of Rental Support today at 800-944-7368, and we'll recommend some services that have proven effective for our customers. What is your favorite breakfast food? Um, these are all from Indian cuisine. So, okay, um, Masala dosa. So top three, masala dosa. Pongal Vade and Puri. Will you bring some to work someday? Yeah, sure, definitely. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, he lives nearby. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you make it regularly or is it like a special occasion breakfast? Uh, I would make it, but I would not be interested to put the the the, the masala part of it in between the dosa because to save time because I'm lazy. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you just eat the dosa as yeah, is? Yeah, I'll just keep them separate. I just use it like a dip. I like having options for my breakfast where I can customize the, the, it. The permutation combination will is definitely a hundred plus. Okay. So, 
So it's like if I have like my Texas shaped waffle iron and I have my waffle, then I can put, you know, berries or I can put jam or I can put syrup. I can put like all the different things on it. If you like it, feel free to do it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> all right. I'm a fan. So I know that you like visiting museums and historical places. What is the coolest museum that you've been to? If I have to pick one, I would pick the uh, World War II Museum in uh, Fredericksburg, mm. Texas. It's close by Austin. Okay. Um, when they sell the ticket, they'll say that if you read each and every word of the exhibit, it'll take 48 hours. So the ticket is valid for 48 hours. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so they have... So did you take 48 hours in the museum? No, <laughs> four hours. <laughs> okay, okay. You sped read. Speed, speed ridden, speed, speed. <laughs> Anywho, continue. <laughs> yep. So I, I kind of, I managed to finish it through like, like fast. I don't know how I did it, but yeah, I did do that. And um, the historical place that I loved uh, to visit it was um, Rattlesnake Bomber Base. So it is almost 360 miles from here. It's West Texas. Okay. There's the city called Piote. And it was a training base during World War II time. And now there's no, there's nothing that's left of it. They constructed the I-30 highway right through the air base. Mm -hmm. And um, right now there's only those letters on the entrance wall that says Rattlesnake Bomber Base. That's all that is there right now. Mm -hmm. And the um, significance is after World War II in the 50s, it used to store this Enola Gay that nuked Hiroshima. Oh. So that I didn't is where. That was stored here in Texas. Yep, that was uh, stored here, I think, until the 60s. And then after that, they handed it off to another museum. Sure. Huh. So um, at the World War II Museum in Fredericksburg, um, what was the one like significant item that stood out to you there? Ah. Uh. That, you know, made it worth it, like, that was, like, the coolest thing that you saw that you were, like, this was what made this trip worthwhile. I mean, apart from the journey of going there and seeing everything. They, they, they were having something like a battle scenario, some, a type of hmm. place where, you know, people coming out of the, the bunker and how tanks would be in a battle, a, a mini battlefield. Okay. Set up type of thing. Oh, and so you could like visualize yeah. what it looked like. Yeah. So just kind of being able to step in and see like, oh, this is what it, it could have been like. Yeah. Uh, okay. That is pretty cool. So what is the best exhibit that you've seen? Um, I will give you top five from five other places. Okay. All right. Let's start with number five. five. Okay. Kavanaugh Flight Museum. Um, had I got a chance to see the P-51D Mustang which that's how the Ford Mustang got its name from. Number four. Windmill Museum uh, in Lubbock. Number three. Texas Military Forces Museum, Camp, Camp Mabry, Austin. Number two. Uh, Seawolf Park, Galveston. Okay. Uh, they have parked a submarine and a destroyer right next to each other. And your number one exhibit? Uh, Texas Air and Space Museum, Slayton, Texas. Okay. So um, the tour guides who were there that day, and most of the people who work there all had wartime history with the Vietnam War. And, mm -hmm. and they were showing around the whole museum, mm -hmm. explaining, um, the th explaining a lot about um, war I've never heard of. And they also mm -hmm. showed me this um, World War I AA gun that's been sitting out there in the sun with no maintenance, mm -hmm. but it still works perfectly even today. Made in Germany example, the perfection. 
Yeah. Yep. Have they been shooting aircraft out of the sky with it? I don't even know this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, the pinion in the rack still spins fine um, as if it's uh, been taking, taken care of every day, but all it's doing is just sitting out in the sun and nobody really cared about it. Interesting. Did you get to spin? Yeah, the they. You let me do it. Oh, very yep. cool. That's <laughs> why it's number one. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Interactive exhibits always win. Yep. Since getting your degree, you're into speeding, not reading. So tell us about your motorcycle riding. So um, in India, uh, the most common uh, means of transport is motorcycles, and 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 my mom had this. Um, scooter, which does not have any gears, no performance or whatsoever. Okay. And I was like, well, um, when time comes, then we'll look into it. Got my degree, got my job. Uh, after a year, almost six months into the job, saved enough money, got mm-hmm. my motorcycle, and then Bike. there I was. Bike, yeah. <laughs> I was. Uh, I don't know which which one to use, the U.S. way or the Indian way. So I kind of switched the U.S. way. You're good. Whichever. I I understand which one you're referring to. Okay. So um, I bought a Yamaha Phaser. So uh, it, it, I really liked it because um, going to the beach every day morning. That was one of the reasons I went to the beach for a morning ride. Ah. Okay. So you would ride your motorcycle and then you go for a run and then yeah, ah, come okay, back. I see. Come back home by mm-hmm. by six thirty in the morning. I'll be back home and then back to work for the day. Okay, I'm sensing a theme that you seem to be a man of uh, the journey, not necessarily about the destination. You you enjoy riding a motorcycle. You enjoy going for rides. You enjoy enjoy. Um, I think we may talk here in a little bit about rental cars. Um, and so it just seems like you really enjoy just going places and kind of feeling the wind in your hair, if you will. <laughs> yep. Very cool. All right, so, um, yeah, you go on long drives and rental cars. Why is that? My roommates um, asked me to go drive them all the way from Houston to Missouri, so they were transferring uh, from our college to another college. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, that's a good friend. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they would uh, want to save money on the flight tickets, so mm-hmm. they rented a pickup truck. Chevy Silverado. Okay. And then since I was the only guy who had the license that time. <laughs> sure. You <laughs> so, got to drive the Silverado to Missouri. Yep. <laughs> right on. And then and then and back and forth. That was like 1,600 miles. So uh, it was a really good experience. Then I waited uh, the next year. I, um, I, I went and rented a V6 Dodge Challenger. Mm-hmm. That is when it all started. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, you were like yeah. wait, this is I the like, way to go. <laughs> Yep, and um, the the engine exhaust note, the engine sound, the just the sheer excitement of being behind the wheel of a muscle car mm-hmm. with, with all its low performance and torque loaded. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, that that's what um, started. And once um, I started working here at Point of Rental and I started, I wanted to uh, explore uh, areas nearby Dallas and around and. Uh, 500 miles doesn't scare me. So so anywhere, any any place that's 500 miles away, mm-hmm. I'm okay. Why is The Mask your top-rated comedy of all time? You're not even old enough to remember when that came out. Um, Bugs Bunny, Mask, uh, Swat Cats, and Men in Black. These were my four favorite cartoons. And obviously, off the four, um, I liked Mask more than anything. So, okay. and, and Men in Black served as a bridge for me to watch English movies and then later I came to know that there's a movie called Mask that 
pro- I think the first time I saw this mask movie was when I was in Bachelors, but I didn't watch the movie when it was released at the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cartoons from from English cartoons to English movies. Was Men in Black a, a cartoon? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that. I always thought of it as the Independence Day kind of. Yeah, the the movie. When you say mask and Men in Black, I was like, those are movies. I've never heard of cartoons. The mask huh. cartoon, but or... they're they're animated though. Yes, they oh. they are they are animated. They I think um, there's like mask has like two or three seasons. Hmm. Men in Black has two or three seasons. So okay, yeah, very cool. Five important questions. Five important, Five important questions. questions. Five important questions. Let's get into our rapid response. Five important questions. So question number one, um, what would you say is your greatest success in life? Uh, getting a degree from another country and mm-hmm. uh, planning out the whole thing. Question number two, what is your greatest fear? Looking at strange and un- unusually looking sea creatures. So you're not going to scuba dive. That's not going to be I love scuba diving, but I'd like to stay away from those those animals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You just need someone to go in before you and clear them all out. And be like, hey, hey, Celeste is coming. You guys need to move out of the I, I got really scared because the first time I went down scuba diving, mm-hmm. there's this buddy who came who um, who was there along with me for the since I was diving for the first time. He, I, what I thought was actually a stone was a sea cucumber. He took that and then showed its underbelly, and I was like. What? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I don't think sea cucumbers are considered dangerous, though. Yeah, but then, like, once you see that it's living, then you can't trust anything. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Yep. It's like everything down here is a lie. Right. Yep. (laughs) Um, Question number three. Um, If you could tell first day at Pointer Rental Silesh one piece of advice that would start your road to success earlier, what would you say? Uh, Practicing good time management. Question number four. What is your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? It's not as a pointer. It's 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 something related to a change in culture. So, okay. uh, so um, in India, especially each state in India has its own language, and culturally, each of the states are different. Okay. So, um, the culture where I'm from, as part of the, uh, the vocabulary, uh, it's mostly understood to say thank you or sorry. People don't say that, but, you know, for example, you go to Walmart, you pay cash, you say thank you. It's not, it's kind of like really understood. You just nod your head, you smile. So sure. so it's all understood. But Africa, I mean, here people say thank you and sorry for just about anything. And I was like, first, at first I did not notice that. Uh-huh. And then later down the road, I was like, am I rude? And then later <laughs> down the road, um, uh, I was like, oh, let me start saying um, thank you and sorry. When I, when I, when at inappropriate places. Hmm. And then um, after some time, I'm like, oh, dang, today afternoon when I went to Walmart, I forgot to tell them thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then so so um, making that as a habit was, um, was a transition, I would yeah. say. And I felt embarrassing when I did not say thank you or sorry when I'm supposed to say. I think that shows a lot about your character, even just that you would notice that and you would like want to kind of adapt to that. So I think that's a, that's a good embarrassing moment to have. <laughs> I picture you like renting a car and going back to that Walmart and being like, thank you. All right, I just had to say that. I mean, it's been, I know it's been a couple hours, but thank you. 
Okay. Well, um, uh, I guess question number five. Um, sorry, but you've been sentenced to death um, as forgetting to say thank you or, or sorry, especially at Walmart, um, is now a capital offense. So what would be your last meal? Um, so when I'm uh, sentenced to, uh, you know, death, I would not, <laughs> I, w- I would, I would not uh, be able to eat, have any meal. But if I were to say this is my favorite meal, then the masala dosa, mm. the, the, the chola puri, so the, the breakfast items, mm. and then um, goat or lamb biryani. I really don't have a preference, but either one should be okay. And uh, maybe a chicken taco because that is one of the um, the item, the food item that I really loved after coming to the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I want to have that in there. And um, dessert, um, gulab jamun, uh, which is an Indian dessert, and ice cream with fruit salad. I like that you've planned out all these courses. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Most people are just like, oh, I just want this one food item. But, I mean, you've got, like, starting at the beginning. Like, is this meal going to last you an entire day? Starting mm. at breakfast and kind of ending at, no, like, No, I just want to taste a little, a little out of each. Okay. There <laughs> yep. you go. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Um, I would want to push myself in terms of productivity. Like, mm-hmm. enjoy hard and then enjoy the weekend hard. So okay. you could go out, go out, do your hobby hard and, and work hard. Okay. Just live life yep. to the fullest. Yep. Tell me something that you didn't believe when you were younger, but eventually came around on. I didn't. So this is related to English. I didn't know that different parts of the world, English words meant different things. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I found out that you got to be careful what you say. Right. <laughs> yep. I've lost my spot. Oh, um, what is your spirit spice? Pepper. Uh, due to its sharp taste and um, medicinal values, and and there's also a saying um, um, in in the culture where I'm from, mm-hmm. like um, when kings would invite the neighboring kings for a dinner or for 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 uh, to have a meal together, mm-hmm. and if one is suspicious of the other that they would have the food poisoned, they would always have a sa- a little a, a little small sack of peppers. Uh, hidden with them mm-hmm. so that after the meal, once they take the pepper, if there was any poison in the food, that will neutralize the poison. Interesting. Yeah. So do they take it um, after like you were just explaining yeah. and they just like hold it in their on their tongue for five minutes or so? No, you just you just bite it and eat it off. But yeah, uh-huh. it'll, it'll just neutralize everything. Maybe maybe the poison was not advanced as it is right now sure. back in the day. So pepper yeah. was enough to neutralize <laughs> it. But yeah. Okay. That is pretty cool. Why does that make pepper your spirit spice? Why do you feel that connection to mm. pepper? Um, because pepper f- helps fixing things. So I always find, I try to find a solution for a problem. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is think about it and I'll find a way out. Hmm. Whether that be in software development or in automotive problems or... Anything in real life, anything, mm-hmm. any, any problem, any issue, if there's something, I uh, just think about it and I'll find a way out of it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting today. It's been a delight talking to you. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much. So since I left some love this week, send him a gift saying, hey, or start a a convo with him about your favorite museum. Um, And just be epic and let him know that you care. Thanks for listening today. We'll keep the porch light burning for you. It's a big pancake. It's not just a big spinny thing. Sorry, that was really lame. I would say everything is cool. I didn't know much about the big spinning thing. I think you're allowed to have that fear then. I was picturing like potato wedges in between two pancakes. It does not have to be potatoes all the time. That's probably my favorite part about donuts.